Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. I am your host, Joey Harris. Folks, how are you doing this week? It has been a just a long and hellacious week for all of us, regardless of your beliefs. And I just pray that we get some clarity and some comfort and a big dose of reality in this country because we cannot continue on the way that we've been going. My week was okay. Not great, but not bad either. It it just was what it was. It, it's funny to me that we started out May I think we had two snow showers in May. Significant snow. In this past week, the temperatures have been up in the upper 80s, almost 90. Probably well over 90 with the humidity. But as I record this, is May 31st. Tomorrow is June. And I'm looking forward to warmer temperatures, but maybe a cooling off of tempers. Today, we are looking at the 1989 Royal Rumble from the WWF. The 1989 Royal Rumble was shown on pay-per-view on January the 15th, 1989, the day before my 11th birthday. 89 was a big year for me. We'll get into it as we go along. It originated from the summit in Houston, Texas. There were 19,000 people in attendance. It starts out with that classic what the world is watching intro. The opening credits of Vince McMahon announcing some of the participants of the Royal Rumble match. Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura welcome us and talk about the Royal Rumble match as well as the rest of the card coming up. We start out hot and heavy as a six-man tag team two out of three Falls bout the fabulous Rougeau brothers, Jacques and Ramon, and Dino Bravo, with Frenchie Martin and Jimmy Hart, versus the Hart Foundation, Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart, and Jim Duggan. There's a nice pop for the faces coming out. The heels have a confab before they start. Neidhart and Bravo start. Gorilla and Jesse argue about Bravo's bench-pressing record. If you're drinking at home, they are still bringing it up. Yes, one year later. Neidhart with the advantage. Duggan is tagged in. He does some damage to Ray Rougeau before tagging Bret Hart in. He gets a small package on for a two-count, then a sunset flip for a two-count. Jacques Rougeau then coming back. All six men in and fighting. Bret Hart is knocked out of the ring. Back in, the fabulous Rougeaus hit their finishing maneuver on Bret Hart and win the first fall. The second fall. Heels keep up the beating on Bret Hart. 
quick tags by the heels. A USA chant is going out while Bret Hart is in the bear hug by Dino Bravo. Typical Americans. They have two Canadians in there and they're yelling USA. Jesse has the same question. Jacques Rougeau gets a clutch on. Bret Hart sends Krabs to his corner, but the referee is distracted and doesn't see the tag. More quick tags by the heels. Bret Hart blocks a monkey flip and hits an inverted atomic drop. Duggan is tagged in and takes on all the heels. He catapults Neidhart and Bret Hart in to hit Ray Rougeau. Duggan himself then pins Ray Rougeau, so we're tied up at one fall apiece. The third and deciding fall. Duggan continues to pummel Ray Rougeau. The heels take the advantage. Bravo gets a two count. Bret Hart's tagged in. Duggan hits Bravo with the two by four when the referee wasn't looking and Bret Hart gets the pin. Jesse is livid here. And Gorilla really doesn't have a good comeback. It's more of like, oh, well, they're the heels and Duggan was just evening the odds. But if you ever notice that when Jesse presses Gorilla, he usually does not have a good comeback because he knows that deep down, Jesse is right. Remember that. They show some of the superstars getting their numbers. Ted DiBiase and Virgil are not happy with their number, and they talk to Slick about trading. The Honky Tonk Man is not happy with his numbers. The Bushwhackers swap numbers. Bad News Brown is happy with his number. Jake Roberts has Damien with him, and he says he hopes Andre is still in it when he gets there. The Rockers wish each other good luck. Over the years, the Rockers would have mixed success, I would say. One more successful than the other. I'll leave you to figure out which one that is. WWF Ladies Championship Match. I mean, that is what they call it. Rockin' Robin versus Judy Martin. Sherry Martell is there and gets on the mic to challenge the winner to a match. Music Dub City USA when Robin comes out, but they do acknowledge that it's Sam Houston's music. So they establish a connection there that will never be revealed on air. Back and forth to start. Sherry joins commentary, and Sherry is a good wrestler for a commentator. That's about the best that I can say, at least for her performance here. Now, she may be a great commentator at other times. She was not good here. She puts both women down, Martin with a nice slam. Robin comes back with a Boston Crab. A couple of close pinning combinations. Robin misses a drop kick and a roll up. Robin does an awkward DDT but doesn't get the pin. But now has barred from, bro- from both of her brothers because Rockin' Robin, Sam Houston, and Jake Roberts are brothers and sisters respectively. Martin gets a two count. Robin then gets a two count from a small package. Robin then fakes a crossbody, but then gets one for the pin. We have our first WrestleMania 5 promo, April 2nd, 1989. Sean Mooney interviews Slick in the Twin Towers. Slick is great here. He says that all the marbles rest on his men. He then says, nothing went down between him and Ted DiBiase. He hadn't seen DiBiase for months. They then show the video from earlier. Slick said he misunderstood Sean. He says it doesn't matter anyway. We then go to our superposed down. Mean Gene Okerlund is in the ring to MC. 
Rick Rude with Bobby Heenan versus The Ultimate Warrior. Gorilla brings up Rude winning the Jesse the Body Award if you're drinking at home. Rude does his pre-match shtick. Then Warrior comes down and does his shtick. Jesse calls the Warrior an idiot. Double bicep pose. Crowd says Warrior is the winner. Best abs. Crowd again says Warrior. But Rude is clearly the winner. Most muscular pose. Crowd again chooses Warrior. Medley of poses. Rude does his best poses. Then, as Warrior is doing his, Heenan sprays his eyes with oil. And if you go back and look at this, the Warrior does not react to Heenan spraying his eyes at all. Thankfully, Rude is there and attacks him with the workout bar. Heenan and Rude then leave as the agents come in to check on Warrior. Warrior attacks the agents and chases after Rude. Another WrestleMania 5 promo. Mr. Fuji says that the powers of pain will go over everyone in the Royal Rumble, especially Demolition. Miss Elizabeth says she will be cheering for both the Mega Powers. She's been hoping they don't have to fight each other. Jimmy Hart says that Greg Valentine and the Honky Tonk Man, who he calls Double Trouble here, will do whatever it takes to win. Jesse is then shown at the throne to talk about the next match. King Haku with Bobby Heenan versus Harley Race. The winner will be the king of the WWF. Haku gets carried down on the throne. Race comes down and knocks Haku off of the throne. Race has the advantage to begin with. They go outside and Haku takes over. Back in, Race takes the advantage back. Haku then throws Race out, continues to punish Race back in the ring. Race comes back and hits a pile driver. He gets a two count. Haku hits a suplex for a two count. Race then hits a suplex for a two count. Haku reverses a pile driver outside. Race later hits it outside. Back in, Race hits a neck breaker. He then hits a knee. Haku then hits a scoop slam, but he misses a splash. Race goes up and misses a headbutt. Haku hits the thrust kick and pins Race. Yet another WrestleMania 5 promo. They are really pushing this thing hard and it's going to pay off for them big time. Brutus Beefcake says he has the right tools for the job. Greg Valentine says he's been around a long time and he knows he can't trust anyone but himself. Mr. Fuji says that the powers of pain will run over everyone in the Rumble and that makes Mr. Fuji the big winner. Big John Studd says that his time away has been good for him and he is his own man. Mr. Perfect says that this is the year of perfection and he will start it by winning the Royal Rumble. Randy Savage says that, no, says that there are no partners, every man for himself. Mean Gene interviews Ted DiBiase and Virgil. He says he's as lucky as he wants to be when he has the money to do what he wants. Sean Mooney interviews Bobby Heenan and the Heenan family. They say if you want to win, you've got to go through the numbers. Mean Gene interviews Hulk Hogan. He says that this is the resurrection of Hulkamania. If someone gets in the way, he's going to take them out. If Savage is in the ring, even though he is a friend, he will find out that the Hulkster can't be beaten. Howard Finkel goes over the rules for the audience. We then go to our 1989 Royal Rumble match. Number one is Axe. He comes out to a good pop. Number two is Smash. He comes out... Jesse and Gorilla can't believe it. They look at each other and then start fighting. And it is awesome. The crowd loves it. It's just a great moment. They slug it out. 
Smash is almost eliminated. Number three is Andre the Giant. Axe and Smash drop him down. They go at him hard. He fights them off. Number four is Mr. Perfect. He goes after everyone. Smash eliminated. Number five is Ronnie Garvin. He goes after Andre who does his ropes tied up spot. And I put this on Twitter as I was watching this. I believe that this is the show that has the most men who have ever slammed Andre the Giant on it. You've got Hulk Hogan who slammed Andre the Giant. You've got the Warrior who slammed Andre. You've got Harley Race in the earlier match who slammed Andre. You've got Axe as Mass Superstar slammed Andre and as Axe slammed Andre. And you've got Ronnie Garvin who has slammed Andre. I know those people have all slammed Andre. I think this is the show that has the most people who have slammed Andre the Giant. They all try to eliminate Andre. Everyone is bumping for Andre. Number six, Greg Valentine. They still can't eliminate the Giant, who then eliminates Garvin. Number seven is Jake Roberts. The crowd goes wild as he goes after Andre. Andre chokes Roberts as Valentine keeps hammering away, no pun intended, at Andre's bat. Number eight is Ron Bass. Andre eliminates Jake Roberts. Bass goes after Perfect. Forearms thrown everywhere, if you've ever noticed. I heard this on podcast a few years back. If you have a battle royal or, or a Royal Rumble type of match, most of the time the guys in there, since there's not really a lot of room to work around, they're just throwing forearms. Number nine is Shawn Michaels. He goes after Ron Bass. Perfect eliminates Axe. Perfects and Michaels go at it, and Michaels skins the cat. Perfect bumping for half of the Rockers. Number 10 is Bushwhacker Butch. Jake Roberts comes back with Damien. Andre eliminates himself just to get away from the snake. Number 11 is the Honky Tonk Man. Perfect tries to eliminate Honky. Honky and Valentine try to eliminate Michaels. Number 12 is Tito Santana. Perfect is bouncing all over the ring. Number 13 is Bad News Brown. Honky Tonk Man is eliminated. Number 14 is Marty Jannetty. Bass attacks him. The Rockers then double drop kick Bass to eliminate him. Number 15 is Randy Savage. Guys are starting to pair off to do some damage. Number 16 is Arn Anderson. Savage then eliminates Valentine. Savage and Anderson eliminate Michaels. Number 17 is Tully Blanchard. Anderson hits a nice spine buster on Janetti. The Brain Busters then eliminate Janetti. Number 18 is Hulk Hogan. He eliminates Mr. Perfect. Tito and Santana is then eliminated. Brown is trying to eliminate Hogan, and others coming over to try to eliminate Hogan. Savage is not helping to save him, despite Hogan saving Savage earlier. Number 19 is Bushwhacker Luke. Bad News Brown eliminates Bushwhacker Butch. Number 20 is Coco Beware, and we are two-thirds of the way through. Hogan eliminates Coco. He then eliminates Bushwhacker Luke. Number 21 is the Warlord. Hogan then eliminates both Brain Busters. The Warlord steps in and is immediately clotheslined by Hogan to be eliminated. Hogan goes to dump Brown, but Savage then gets dumped too because he was tussling with Brown in the corner. Savage comes back in screaming mad at Hogan. They shove each other. Liz comes down to try to calm things down. Savage wants to shake hands. Hogan is reluctantly does so. Then they hug. 
Right as that happened, number 22 is the big boss man. He and Hogan go at it. Hogan slams boss man. Boss man hits an avalanche and a pile driver. Monsoon says boss man has the advantage because Hogan has been out there for half an hour. Jesse says it's more like five minutes. It's more like nine minutes, but Jesse's point is valid. Again, Jesse is always right. Number 23 is Akeem. Hogan takes on both twin towers. They batter Hogan in the corner. They eliminate Hogan. He pulls boss man out. Hogan really doesn't like being eliminated in the rumble because he does this in 92. Don't worry, we'll get there. Number 24 is Brutus Beefcake. He helps Hogan with the Twin Towers outside because this is Brutus's year and he's got to get into that main event scene. The best way to do that, help your buddy Hulk Hogan. They team up on Brutus inside. Hogan pulls the ropes down so Bossman tumbles outside. Hogan really does cheat a lot for a face. He and the boss man then brawl to the back. Number 25 is the Red Rooster. You would have to rile the crowd up to get them to care. Number 26 is the Barbarian. Random brawling. 27, Big John Stud. 28, Hercules. Number 29 is Rick Martell. And of course, number 30, because he bought his way into it, is Ted DiBiase. The Red Rooster is immediately eliminated by DiBiase. Beefcake and Hercules both eliminated. Martell ducks a barbarian clothesline and eliminates him. Akeem dumps Martell out. DiBiase directing Akeem and attacking Stud. Stud pulls DiBiase in the way and then attacks and eliminates Akeem. DiBiase tries to bribe Stud, then climbs the second rope to attack. Stud grabs him by the throat. DiBiase sails hard. Stud then hits a double arm suplex. DiBiase is making Stud look so good here. DiBiase is then eliminated. Virgil tries to attack Stud from behind, and Stud takes him out. The Fink then announces Big John Stud as the winner. They then sign off from Houston before reminding us that WrestleMania is coming up again on April the 2nd, 1989. Folks, if you like the show, please leave a review in iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or your podcast platform of choice. There are a number of ways that you can contact me. You can follow the show's Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod. You can email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I am at the Joey Hairs. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey Hairs saying so long from Stately Maine Manor. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media.